Hello. Hello. Welcome to our podcast or welcome to our YouTube channel if you're watching us on YouTube. I feel uh, we do this before every podcast, but we just yes. do have to explain that we don't do this from a studio. We do it from our home and we never Why do you explain every time? Anything because, because when all the noise happens and everything, I want people to know why. Yes, yes. Like you'll hear dogs, you'll hear all sorts of yeah. things, the door going, the postman, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But it's because we just want to have a really authentic conversation. We okay. could do it in a studio. I wonder how different it would be if we did it I in think studio. we'd suddenly find ourselves really formal and suddenly an entire... Yeah. What do you think, guys? I think we'd find ourselves inadvertently and unintentionally becoming incredibly formal and buttoned up. Yeah, because if you've got like a sound engineer listening and everything, even know. though people be listening... I know, that, we don't mind you really looking weird. at it. I mean, to be honest with you, I sort of don't... I don't ever look at these again after we've recorded them because no. I, I dare not hear myself. I yeah, well, on our last one, which was all about being bad-tempered as hell and, and, and all that sort of stuff, one of the topics that came up, and a, a topic that a number of people have asked for, is something about codependency and um, what makes or marks a codependent relationship. And I think it came out of you saying, we're a very codependent couple. And, and the thing is, we thought it'd be a good podcast to do because, because it's so much of a part of our language, having mm. been to therapy and also Mark going to... Um, to the Priory, we just assume everyone knows what codependency is, but a cu a cu quite a few people have said to me, oh, what, what is that? People at work and stuff, what, what does it mean? Well, if I'm honest, it's one of those phrases that before I was in any way therapy, well, ever therapised? I was in bloody therapy from about the age of 18. I went to the therapist at Goldsmiths about Did my you? mum being an alcoholic, yeah. And, and I, Did you? I, I went knew to, that. Yeah, 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 my first Did therapist. You really? Yeah, and the weirdest thing about- How come you've never told me Well, that? and the weirdest thing about my first therapist, which was on the same road that uh, other people we know went to, um, was that he was so interested in my case that he recorded the sessions. Oh. It was only many years after that I thought, Jesus, somewhere in a psychologist's office, somewhere, there's tapes of me talking about... Anyway, it was all revolving around being the child of an addict, alcoholic parent, the neglect, etc, etc, etc. And that was why I went. Um, I went to a couple of 12-step meetings for the adult children of alcoholic parents Oh, yeah, as well. I remember you saying that. Helped yeah. by the ultimate book written by David Stafford, which I think was the book on codependency. Now, when I heard the phrase, I'd be like, oh, for God's sake... What a load of old namby-pamby psycho-babble nonsense. And I think a lot of people still feel that. If I use it in day-to-day -day language, I always feel I have to kind of qualify it again. I don't mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not one of those kind of look at the stars. and But codependency, I mean... What's the definition of it well, in the also, dictionary, it, do you reckon? Well, the, the dictionary definition? Well, I can find the dictionary definition. What do you mean when you use it? What I, what I find that... have come to understand codependency is is that, I mean, an example of a very codependent person is, um, you might, I might ask you how you're doing and mm. how's life, and within seconds you're talking about me. And you do actually do that. Yeah. It's kind of living, not vicariously, that's not right, but it's an enmeshment between two people. Codependency is a behavioural condition in a relationship where one person enables another person's addiction, poor mental health, immaturity, uh, irresponsibility or underachievement. Oh, that's not what I thought. Um, excessive emotional or psychological reliance on a partner, typically one who requires support on account of an illness or addiction. Right, okay, so... So you're more of a codependent than me. Yeah, no, I definitely am. <laughs> I, I've always been, well... 
because it's very tied up in being a rescuer, which mm. is what I am, which is started for me as a child because of various various different reasons that I don't want to go into. But I no. was, I became a rescuer as a child and it was what defined me. Yeah. And it was what I grew up being most proud of was that if there was a situation where somebody needed help, I would rush in and I would, mm. and I would help and I would become completely absorbed in that person's problem. And... Um, without really realising that part of that was to distract from my own problems because if you're looking after somebody else's you're not looking after mm. yourself so it was very painful for me when I was it was brought to my attention that that's I wasn't necessarily just a really good person I was somebody that was mm. subconsciously using other people's problems to distract from my own mm. that's what I was taught by the Priory um, and so and it was really good for me because then I disassociated myself from a lot of people that I realised I was just rescuing mm, because mm. it was unhealthy for me and ultimately very unhealthy for them as well. Yeah. Um, it's no mistake that part of what attracted me to you was that you were an alcoholic subconsciously. That's what they taught me at the prime mm. as well because I was a rescuer an enabler mm. and you were a codependent and so mm. the stars brought us together of course there's so much more yeah. as to why we are together but on a cellular level we chose each other because that's part of what yes. we needed from each other i do think there's a danger with the term codependency i mean if you go on a strict definition like that and i've got many of the because there is a 12-step program called codependence anonymous and i'm going to show, share with you some of the um denial patterns you know when you're in denial as a codependent what they are but um, I do think there's a tendency to always, you know, if you, if you suggest that you're in a codependent, I mean, friends of yours have said you're in a, we're in a codependent relationship. When I hear it used as a description, I always hear it used pejoratively. I don't... I, I own it now, though. I don't allow it. I go, no, yeah, well, I know, and I really like it. Because after the prior, I was like, oh, my God, we're in this codependent mm. relationship. It's really... But we've got a lot better. We do well, do things separately. And there, and, is, like, and there is a blur. And there is a point where, you know, codependency can become deeply, deeply corrosive and deeply, deeply damaging. But I, I find it interesting... And it was for us for a while. But I do think it's interesting, codependency, and I, I, I wonder if a lot of the women watching this podcast or listening will relate to this, where... One often thinks, when you hear the word codependency, I often think of it naturally, because I was the one with the addiction, as the person who's essentially, in inverted commas, the ill one, you know, who's got the overt kind of illness, addiction, whatever, as being codependent on the person sort of looking after them, if you like, yeah. or helping them through. But an interesting hue in the whole codependency thing is the yin and the yang, and it is the puzzles, pieces of a puzzle fitting together, isn't it? Is the idea that the person who's in a sense doing the rescuing needs the other person to be unwell and needs and so that mm. for me when I hear codependency I hear a little bit of that thing that was in that series sharp objects which is what's the thing um when there's a sort of willful desire for someone to be ill Munch there's almost a sort of munchausen. There, there's a need for there's a need for illness or there's a need for need there's a need for need but what about because a lot of people don't live with an, an addict no yeah so what about well it's i mean funny. i quite often I, see kelly you... brook kelly brook on her instagram she'll say happily codependent right so so people that just do everything together like but interestingly i would i'll just interrupt you there and say yes we, we just your your proviso there was that not everyone is in a relationship where someone is an addict or, or somebody is ill Everyone demonstrates addictive behaviour. And I would go so far as to say that I think codependency is one of the most common addictions. 
right. out there because we all have to have relationships with people and we are all in denial about the extent to which our own identity in lives blurs into and is defined by the other person in our lives. I mean, some people can go into a relationship, and I'm sure there's some people here that have either got a partner that's like that or, you know, might reluctantly admit it themselves, that are still codependent on their mum or their dad, even though they've moved into a relationship or a marriage. Mm. And I think that can be... Well, I think I I mean, I know people that are completely codependent on on their mums. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. I mean, it's weird, because I depend on my mother for nothing in adult life, apart from intellectual stimulation. We get on. We like the same things. But when I was a child... I would describe our relationship as me, but I was very much the parent from the age of five, six, seven of a woman who was ricocheting out of control. And if I look back at that relationship as an adult, I see a deeply codependent relationship, even though I could define most of my childhood as not being with her or her not being there or defined as me wishing she was there more. Um, what I experienced as a grown adult, and I love the fact that the girls like seeing my mum is even as an adult man, I sometimes get a pang of pain, which goes within minutes because I find her as irritating as hell. But there's a pang of primal childhood pain when I know she's gonna gonna go because I know I always feel because it, it reminds because it reminds me of it as a child of the because she's there was always the feeling that she didn't want to actually be there and mm-hmm. and to be fair we've talked about it she she didn't want to be there she didn't really yeah, want to have a kid she's she only did, twenty yeah she didn't want this. An, an immature 20-year-old. An immature 20-year-old with an incredibly mature five, six-year-old asking every bloody question uh-huh. under the sun. I mean, I must have driven her to... Do, to well, well like, I did. I drove her to drink and drugs problem. I'd love I to have your um, IQ tested because I bet you're a genius. Oh, you were, that. Well, whatever. I mean, I child geniuses I was and talking, they're very annoyed. I was talking to the girls today. IQ means nothing. Um, but some of the denial patterns of codependency are interesting because here are, here are some of the things. Because when I run through them, I think I... When I came out of rehab, I realised how codependent I was on any relationship. And then when I look back at my life and I thought, well, what's the commonality here? I've drunk all my life. Oh, right. I've never not been in a relationship bar a couple of years at the bachelor pad that I took you to. But even in that period of time, I would characterise the time when I wasn't in a relationship as being in many, many, many relationships. Do you know what I mean? Do you remember how I always used to say to you, I don't feel like... If I left, yes. you would just get somebody else in that it wasn't really me. It was about needing to be in a relationship. Absolutely. I wish you to feel that. Thank God you said that. Because that, of all the things, that, and there have been many things said in, our, in the rows and relationship things that we've had either taken on board or not taken on board. Blah, blah, blah. But that really stuck with me. Because I actually came to a point when you kept saying that enough, I thought to myself, I need to know that I want to be with this woman because it's this woman. Rather than just, just need because, to be just need yeah. to be with someone because I've just been used to being with someone. Yeah. So and I because think because you were too scared not to yeah. be with me. Now I went to one codependence and no, well I went to a, co- a so C- what happened then when you asked yourself to find out whether that was true or not? No, I started to. <laughs> you can't say that and then oh, not I see, actually sorry. say. Um, well, I began to realise that yeah, I started to look at and try and target those areas where I was just behaving in a habitual way towards mm. you, like, um, you know, I chose to. I suppose I chose a very, it sounds like I made a decision or I had a realisation, it never works like that. I just think over, over a period of time, and it's still ongoing now, a process of disentanglement has happened where I can both get a bit of perspective on you. And I would also argue that the reason we have some intense rows now 
We've had intense rows in the past about other things, jealousy and what have you. But some of the intensity of the rows now, I think, are about a disentangling still of codependency. Mm. I think we both have felt a degree of freedom away from each other at times for various reasons, whether we've gone away, done things or whatever. I do think issues of jealousy have got got less. And I think as we feel that little flexing of freedom, we, we don't mind it quite so much. And we're not, I'm not threatened by it so much mm. and I don't feel as frightened yeah. of it. Um, I mean, years ago, if I'd gone away with the girls, she would have been in yeah. total mess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love that. I love that that we've moved on mm. from that. And I mean, that, and that's, that's a big size. And yeah. for me, it's really weird. I always remember the words of, do you remember Dennis Healy, the politician with the remarkable yeah. eyebrows? The Labour politician. I remember a wonderful interview. You know, in the supplements, they always do these interviews, don't they? Questions, what's, who have you loved? What's your best kiss? And all that nonsense. And he did one and he said, what advice would you give anyone about long-term marriage? And he said, give your partner space and give them yet more space. Mm. And that really so stuck true. with me. And I thought, I, I just remember thinking, well, that has to be a truism in that. And I've heard it said in, you know, I've, I've had control issues in the past. And it but is that thing. At dire times within our relationship. Yeah. That was all, I, if you could have just done that. Oh, absolutely. It would have taken me from a place of abject misery yeah. to what I knew we were. And that's what was so frustrating for me when you, yeah. were, when you were really, really codependent. Because you had a lot of struggles going on. And it was like, oh my God, he is actually going to kill, he's just going to starve this mm. relationship of oxygen. He's going to suffocate it mm. to the point where it does die. And all you mm. need to do is just go like that and the oxygen will come in. And I'm sure, and I'm sure a lot of people listening mm. would, would identify with that. And I, I would also argue that a similar codependency crept into my relationship with my oldest daughter, Izzy. And I know yeah. that that's a lot of the stress and pressure in another podcast when she was talking about the pressures of being mm. a stepchild. I do know that if I look honestly at my relationship with Izzy, because I was absent, I wanted to overpress the connection. And so mm. I got over fearful around the absence. And then, okay. so codependency, interesting, I suppose what I'm trying to say is codependency isn't just about being in each other's faces no. and alongside each other all the time and working together and all those kind of things. But codependency is as much about not being able to identify yourself and your own feelings without going through the lens of someone else. So you ask me how I'm feeling, and I say, well, you're telling me that I feel like da 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 I can't help but go through what you're feeling. So some of the denial patterns of codependence, and before I go into these again, sorry, I did go to what's called a CODA meeting, Codependence Anonymous meeting, and it was such a spectacularly different experience to any other 12-step program meeting I've ever been to. It was incredibly quiet. People were incredibly quiet and shy, and there was a crushing sadness in there. And people were really struggling with, you know, they were sort of sharing stories about ideas of spending time or not spending time, making the call, not making the call, texting the person, not texting the person. Mm. And, and if people you are just driven to call yeah. over and over again, and they know that it's the other person, it's just making the other person yeah. Like, Ugh, yeah. but they can't help it. They're just compelled to keep on texting, to have that yeah. contact. And I think technology and addiction to technology and technology, the conflation of technology yeah. with relationship with codependency. codependency is a massive problem now because... I mean, I was one of those first generations of texting when you were drunk, and it was just like, God, you know, thank God I have most of the development of social media has happened in my sobriety. Well, your texting was awful at the height of your codependency. It oh, was yeah. Just terrible. Yeah, it was just absolutely. Draining. Absolutely. Because it would be like, if I didn't answer that text, then you would literally be in pain, mm. wouldn't you? So, some of the denial patterns, codependence. So, you will know if you're a codependent if, according to Coda, you're some of these things. You have difficulty identifying what you're feeling without it being through the lens of someone yeah. else. 
the minimize, to minimize, alter or deny how they truly feel, perceive themselves as completely unselfish and dedicated to the well-being of others. These are denial patterns. Mm. Lack empathy for the feelings and needs of others. Label others... Lack with, empathy? Yeah. Codependents often oh. lack empathy for the feelings and needs of others if they're in denial. Um, That's very confusing. It is very confusing, that. isn't it? Cope. Does that mean if you're... Right, okay. No, I know what that means. So, for instance, when you were at your height, you would text me over and over again with no regard of how that was actually impacting yeah, on me. Yeah. And I would be trying to say, you don't understand. I, yeah. can't, I just want to go and sit and have this lunch with these people and not have this text going and not going. It's really exhausting. But you, yeah. you had no empathy for yeah. that. Actually, it was your need to make contact yeah. with me. So that's what that was. Which is like having a drink, isn't it? It's like, const it's like constantly just, fuck it. I'm just going just gonna to keep, keep plowing on. It's just selfishness. Um, so, so... If somebody's listening now who is caught in that hell, because it is hell for the person that can't can't stop themselves from doing it. You were in a lot of pain when you were doing that. Mm. If I was listening to this now, I'd be thinking, how did he stop? I'd be screaming, how did you stop? Uh, couples counselling was a big Well, thing. couples counselling was a major part of it. I think... You know what? It's incredibly hard to answer. I can almost answer how I stopped smoking and drinking more easily than I can answer... Mm how and if I stopped codependent, extreme codependent traits. I mean, I think... I mean, I remember I think a zero tolerance from you. I think a zero tolerance yeah. from you is, is, is a crucial part of it because it, it does force the person back. And when, when faced with a stark choice of no relationship or a relationship on these terms, it's a little bit rather like Brexit, then I didn't fancy no deal. I fancied you know, a soft yeah. Brexit. And, and I don't know. For anyone listening who might be suffering under the, you know, the demands of somebody that is in the grip of codependency, because it's not always about, some, people think, oh, it's just about controlling nasty person. No, it is a real dis-ease in the person that's doing it. So I was saying, you know, if you are listening to this mm. and you are sort of under the pressure of somebody that is codependent and, and using all that controlling behavior that comes in with codependency, you do have to draw a line in the sand and say, can't do it anymore. I, yeah. I just can't do it anymore. It's going to affect our relationship. And yeah. I think it's, zero it's tolerance. too much on the relationship. Yeah, I think zero, toler the zero tolerance was the only thing that made me kind of, it was a call to arms for me to actually mm -hmm. go into rehab in the first place. I mean, you've got to, I think there's kind of, you've got to know, but you've also got to know that it, it's meant. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is really crucial whether that means you separate first or whatever it is. I kind of led us up a bit of a blind alley there. So here's some things that codependents often do or are often like. Because the thing about the codependent is there are two different types of codependent. There's the so-called ill one and then there's the so-called strong one. Do you know what I mean? And both are equally codependent. And I think that's one of the important things to say is that you, you know, and also those roles can shift and slide across the duration of a relationship. You know, and that's where I do think there's that slightly Munchausen thing about it. Um, codependents are often extremely loyal, but they remain in harmful situations too long. Mm. Uh, they compromise their own values and integrity to avoid rejection or anger. Mm. They put aside their own interests in order to do what others want. I mean, many of these are the, the tendencies yeah. of an empath, an empathet, what are they called? An em empath. An empath. And a lot of people, when you, when you talk to people who struggle and suffer from extreme... And in, an extreme inability to halt their empathy is painful. Oh, my God. I mean, I know we've had a somebody, few comments from people about that. I know somebody who actually who is 
a very famous person that was talking to me about this that is an empath and has been oh, diagnosed right. as an empath. And when she talked about the struggle of it, I mean, it's mm. agonizing. So every single mm. thing it's that like is told to her, she takes it in like it's mm. happened to her. It's mm. just absolutely mm. horrendous. And, and a really difficult addiction to break, actually. Well, here's a couple of other interesting ones. Uh, they're also, codependents are often hypervigilant regarding the feelings of others, and they take on those feelings. Mm. Uh, they're, they're afraid to express their beliefs, opinions, and feelings when they differ from those of others. Yeah. Accept sexual attention when what they actually want is love. Oh, don't. Make decisions without regard to the consequences and give up their truth to gain the approval of others or to avoid change. I and think can... that's why you were a bit of a slapper for a while. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. I th what, sort of chose to just turn well, to the you were having, sexual side of yeah, things? Yeah, because than actually that. what you wanted was oh. love and belonging. And well, if I'm honest, you know, when, when, with the capitulation of my first relationship, I think I broke my own heart almost as much, if not more, than the person's heart mm. I broke. Because I broke something so dear to myself, which mm. was love mm. or... Not that all relate. I mean, you can be in love and you can have a number of relationships where you're in love and you're not going to fall out of love. But I broke something in myself. Mm. And I do think a codependent trait then came in where I would accept love, uh, accept sex or choose sex. And I think that was very confusing for the beginning of our relationship because that sex side of things, you know, in a long-term marriage and a long-term relationship, it's got to be more than just sex. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's, it's, uh, it's hard. Um, Control patterns. So you're the controlling codependent or the strong codependent believe that people are incapable of taking care of themselves. Uh, attempt to convince others what to think, do or feel. It's a little bit like you. Freely offer advice and direction without being asked. That's mm -hmm. you. Become resentful when others decline their help or reject their advice. That's, That's me. You. Lavish gifts and favours on those they want to influence. No. Use sexual attention to gain approval and acceptance. No. Have to feel needed in order to have a relationship with others. Demand that their needs be met. Use charm and charisma to convince others of their capacity to be caring and compassionate. I mean, you know, these are all really... If you, Imagine sitting there having to there's admit all, any of these traits. Apart, but I do think there's a spectrum with all of that. Yeah, absolutely, because, of course. Because the thing is, when I first, you know, admitted that I had codependency and rescuing, you know, traits, I did try and wipe them all out. Everything I did, I questioned it. Oh my God, I want to make this lovely meal for this. Mm. Oh God, I really want them to put a plaster on this because it really hurts. Mm. I really, want... and I was just got so confused as to what is this? Is this when am I caring? And is there? I just couldn't. I just couldn't understand. I couldn't. It was just. It was just impossible to get hold of what was the truth and what wasn't the truth. Mm. And and I swung one way, and now I'm just. I think back to. to I think I'm back to a happy medium. I am back to happy. I think there's a danger. I do get a lot from helping people out and um, and I don't really want to lose that because it does feel good. And mm. I think as long as you're not using it to get people to do things they don't want to do, then surely it's okay. But I do think there's a danger. I often think that when some people say, oh, you're too codependent or you're very codependent, I do think often, often, not always, but often there's a little bit of jealousy because I think everyone likes the thought that they're depended on or depend on someone, mm. you know, I think an, an intensity to a relationship well, is something I see relationships that, when neither of the person depends on the other person. I just think, what's the point? Well, I don't understand the point. I don't see the point. I mean, otherwise... Oh, I would never ask my dad what they thought about that. Oh, I would always just go off without saying anything. Though I go, wow, that, 
part of me does think, but it works for them. Well, but it, it might, wouldn't work for me. No, 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 absolutely. And I think that's the difference, isn't yeah. it? It works for some people. Without I mean, judgment. it's not without standing in judgment, but I do find I only sort of reflect back a judgment when I feel slightly judged about how, you know, people say, God, it's a very intense codependent relationship you have with your wife. And I'm like, well, yes, on the one hand, there is. I mean, you know, the, the hue of an extreme addiction or, or, or alcoholism. You know, there is something about that experience. And I know other people who, you know, not many relationships survive addiction or, or, or sobriety, certainly, um, because it's such a gear change for a relationship. We've talked about that before. But I do sometimes think that it's... You've experienced such a major, almost, catastrophe that you've got a lot in common, if you know what I mean. Mm. You're both, you're both going to change... you survived a catastrophe? Well, what are you talking about? The, we, me and you got to the very end of our relationship oh, due right. to addiction. Yeah, yeah. There's something quite precious about the fact that yeah. we built that rescue yeah. package together and we got out of it together. Yeah, there would have been times, many times in the past, that we both would never have dreamed we would have got to this point where we no. are. No. There would have been, there was utter hopelessness, not just mm. for me, from you as well, just thinking this is just never going to be okay. Mm. This is going to end horribly, you know. Um, Do so you worry about codependency in our kids because of the homeschooling? Because looking at codependency within a family situation, I sometimes worry that we're all slightly codependent on each other. Um, no, I think that's a big question. Both people with home edding, won't they become too reliant? But I think actually you make much stronger children, I think, mm. actually. I think they're very, very strong underneath. Mm. I think they, they, they want to fly even more. No, I don't worry about that. Yeah. So do you think we're at a better place now? Who do, you, do you think we're more codependent or less codependent than we were? I can't tell your eyes have gone shark-like. I think... <laughs> if you can't I think see. we're more healthily codependent. I right. Think I think we've got more choice. I yeah. think we choose to be as codependent. I think we love each other's company. We work together. Mm. We spend a lot of time together and we enjoy that. But I no longer feel I have to because otherwise there's going to be some sort of drama or some mm. sort of atmosphere. So, yeah, I think we, to quote Kelly Brook and Arinsk, happily codependent. I think we've found our balance yeah, I do on think, that spectrum. And I do think as a phrase, it's a phrase that can be banded around really easily, but I do think behind the phrase, there is a very dark, dark, potentially dark place of, of real addiction. I mean, I think a lot of people think, think, don't realise what's distressing them. I mean, I remember yeah. I used to say a lot when I came out of the Priory, when I looked at a lot of people and, you know, remained friends with a lot of people. And sadly, over the years, a lot of the people I was in rehab with succumbed to their various addictions, both through death and just picking up a drink or taking drugs again. And I remember one of the most crushingly painful people I was in there with suffered from sex addiction, which is a kind of extreme form of codependency. Um, and, you know, it's that thing of, of for, for a lot of people, you know, codependency will manifest itself in an outward addiction like drink or sex or something else. But actually, it's a real fundamental psychological disorder in which you are... You convert, you're virtually incapable of identifying yourself as a separate person. Mm. And, I, and, you know, when you think about that, when you start to untangle well, it... And that's where a lot of people will say, God, but codependency, what would that person do if they, when the other one dies? And I mm. think, God, well, what a sad way to think. What a sad way to think. I'm going to... I'm, I'm going to guard go, against I'm gonna it. I'm going to curtail <laughs> just in case, in case it's really awful when they die. I, I, can Why I, do you both die together? <laughs> but that goes to the heart of something I never cease to be amazed by, by, about a lot of things when we talk about these subjects, that people have almost a sort of business-like approach to relationships. It, it's like a... 
a quid quo pro, it's a transactional relationship mm. with your life. I mean, we're all going to end up on our deathbed. We're all going to, you know, and do you, would you like, for good or ill, you, you know, to have a partner and family there that you could perhaps be described as codependent? Uh, yeah. Or do you want to just be in a room on your own because actually you'd rather have been able to cope with the death for of your partner? For a lot of people, yeah, that's what they want. What? Um, be on your own yeah, in a room? Yeah, they, they don't mind that. They don't mind that. And I think that... I find that deeply unromantic yeah, and imaginative. we can't say that because well, okay. we can't... No, because we don't want people to judge us. Well, no, I'm not... It's, so I think different folks, different strokes. For us, I think we've gone through the real journey of mm. the one end of the spectrum of codependency that was intolerable for yeah. both of us. Yeah, we yeah, both well, played yeah. our part in yeah. equally. And we swung the other way. And I think now we've found a happy medium that to some would seem still extreme mm. and to others they may aspire to but at the moment it works for us but we're but i mean this is the whole thing about marriage isn't it's a it? work is in progress it, it's a work in progress and mm. you know who's to say that in another year we might do another podcast about this and be in a really different place that's why yeah and i could be like beating a hasty retreat out of it going shit i've had enough of this that's why it's a blessing that we do these podcasts. Yeah, every day. Uh, what are you guys? Are you the controlling codependent or the sort of controlled codependent? Are you Where the... are you on the spectrum? Yeah. Do you quite enjoy it? Do you get quite pissed off when people say to you it's not a good thing? And do you think there's a healthy amount of codependency or is it all codependency? Yes. I think if you said all codependency was unhealthy, you're, you're going to That's need... like saying all independency is unhealthy. Well, yeah, but also I do think if you, have, if you aim for zero codependency on anyone, I think you're going to be quite a hard person. But we're very independent, codependent people. Well, we are independent. Uh, what's the other word? Interdependent. I like that. I like that. I like that. Anyway. Anyway, thank you for joining us. If you're watching us on YouTube, please hit the subscribe button and the notification bell. If you're listening to us on podcast, have a look over at our YouTube channel. We've got so much going on there. So Maybe much. we should one day do one of these about working together. Because we've worked yeah. together in varying different yeah, ways. working together. That's yeah. a different kind of codependency. Because a lot of couples, a lot of, family, a lot of family businesses, a lot of couples work together. And then they hate each other. Thanks, guys. <laughs>